0: you know that bit?
1: What about Bruce Almighty?
0: You know you what you were just doing? Have you ever seen Bruce Almighty? Yeah,
1: yeah, years ago. You know the
0: bit where the the newsreader, uh, Jim Carrey is making, I can't remember his name, but the newsreader oh, do yeah, loads of silly Carrell. bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my most favorite bit in the whole
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, like, Steve Carell's great at that bit as well. He's, He's just... brilliant. He's good, man. That's a funny. Well, f- oh, yeah, I remember that. God, that movie's old now as well. So many old. So films. good. So yeah. many what's, old
0: movies, but so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's uh, yeah? What's been happening? How's uh, how's the week? How's the training week? I hear you've had some new experiences.
0: Yeah. So I, uh, my mate, uh, took me to her gym the other day, and she, she's a, she's a she does bikini competitions or she has done one and she's done like, um, sort of those, those kind of bikini photo shoots. So she knows the training and she does a lot of training and it's basically heavy lifting, um, which I've never really done before. I've never done any kind of heavy, heavy weight sessions or anything. So she basically took me through a leg session and, uh, and my weights to be fair, weren't, weren't that heavy at all, but, Oh my god, it was hard work. It was yeah. it was hard work. My heart rate was up when I was doing the lifting, and we did like loads of different squats, deadlifts, like step ups and thrusts, and all that sort of stuff. And um, and it was good. It was hard. I've yeah. never I've never experienced it. Have you ever done lots of heavy lifting?
1: Uh, well, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's like it was getting back into it again properly. Yeah. And coming into lockdown but yeah I can't wait to go go back and do it
0: go go to um, a gym and do but, it I really yeah, loved like, it
1: yeah but like extended time it was like it was some years ago but um, okay coming back to that but yeah it's um yeah okay yeah so your experience of it was what like it, super it was enjoyable. Just,
0: it was it was it was super enjoyable but it was also unpleasant you know it's mm. it's it's that yeah. It's that combination of, oh, this is not pleasant as you're squatting down. And and my mate's like, stay there, Jude. Don't you move. And then you've got to push back up. And I I always, like, considered myself fairly strong and fairly fit. And actually, no, 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 because it's a different experience. And I've just been doing tiny little kettlebells. And she was, like, putting on these huge barbells and massive weights and – and it, it was brilliant, but it was it was hard work, and I yeah. and I'm like, oh, it's a new training experience that I've, I've not really done before, and um, mm. and it was bizarre because it was in the gym that I used to personal trainer, and it was weird right. walking back in after a very long time, and mm. um, nothing's really changed, but I've changed, and and I haven't done that sort of training ever. I was always doing Thai boxing or. Uh, like little weights and, and jumping up and down. So to actually go into the heavy section with all the guys and and my mates very used to it was a hmm. it was a weird experience. It's quite intimidating for for me, even though I've so, been there many times before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I just noticed the way you respond to we Like, what are all the guys there? It's like uh, what was that feeling like so um, oh, i want to delve into that a little bit for you because yeah. there's so, so many women go through the same thing It was just yeah. like, this is the dude section you know this is the guy section you're just gonna get you're just gonna get stared at or you're gonna get guys yes. coming up to you just telling you oh you know oh, i see what you're doing you need to do this and this and this and it's like yeah thanks but no thanks get the fuck out of here. you know yeah. <laughs> just uh, um but also yeah you're just surrounded by you're surrounded by guys who in you know to most uh, amateur women or beginner women just they look like they know what they're doing and it's kind of intimidating not only because you don't know but you're surrounded by people bigger stronger than you so what was that experience like
0: it was um uh, do you know what and there were women there as well getting on with their stuff um which Mm. was lovely to see and i'm i'm glad i had my mate with me because i didn't know what i was doing and even Mm. though I am an ex personal trainer, and I'm rehab and all this sort of stuff. My mate was actually like, "Yeah, that's not how we train, dudes. Like, we don't we don't do that like that. When you're when you're lifting heavy, we do it like this." And hmm. and it was completely out of my remit. So it it was. Um, uh, she was like my safety net. Had she not been there, I wouldn't have liked it at all. Um, sure.
1: Okay, interesting. Um, the, the 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 feeling of. Uh, what wouldn't you have liked the feeling of being in an un... Being exposed. Known, being exposed, right.
0: Being exposed, um, not really knowing what I'm doing, worrying mm. that I'm going to get it wrong, um, looking like I'm weedy and that I, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing and that I'm I'm putting these tiny little weights on and there may be a guy waiting for the squat rack and he's looking at me and, and <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, get on with it. And, yeah, it's all of that. And, I I was put into the position that I know many women have been put into. And it is intimidating. And even as a professional, I found it intimidating, because it was out of my comfort zone, because it's not Pilates, and it's not rehab, and it's not martial art, and it's not jumping up and down. It's, it's lifting heavy weights that I've never really done before. And um, I loved it. But the thought of going back in, which I won't be. I'll be training with my mate uh, elsewhere. The thought of going back into that gym, I was like, mm, I, I'm not sure I could do it on my own. I'd have to, she'd definitely have to hold my hand and take me round because I'd feel quite nervous. And mm. isn't that interesting as a, as a fitness professional that I would feel like that? And really, no one's looking at you. To be fair, no one's <laughs> really looking at you. Like The guys don't really care, but it's your perception of that, I think, as well. Mm initial
1: walking in yeah yeah I mean like you could be a fitness professional but like you say you don't have any you don't have any, you don't have a footing in this you know it's just it's, no it's, it's a new experience for you as well so you're just like hey yeah um, I'm a beginner teacher yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and then you get that complete beginner feeling all over again and you're like whoa this is what it's like to yeah. feel like I don't know what I'm doing and to feel a little bit intimidated by the surroundings and feel nervous because you know am I holding people up like you're suggesting like oh there's a guy who's waiting for the squat rack and I've just got my teeny tiny weights on there relative to what yeah. I think he'd be lifting all that kind of stuff it's like nah it's um it's what you said perception it's just you got your own perception of it you're uh, uh it, this is what you think other people are thinking um I mean even if it's true it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I know you're there you got to do your thing and uh and yeah, just massive kudos to you for stepping up to the plate and taking on a challenge which uh, was completely unfamiliar to you. Like not just you, but to other people as well. People who yeah. go, who find themselves in that same in that same situation. It's like, ah, just don't worry. Like well, I, could, I could say, don't worry about it. It's like, okay notice it it's notice, hard to move through it, it. yeah, yeah just put it aside it's just like just keep doing the thing you're doing and like after one session two sessions three sessions of doing that you just start to realize your routine you start to zone out from whatever else is going on and um, and another thing which is important is you've got the help of somebody who's way more skilled and qualified mm. in that field than you are so that's a excellent way of getting out of your getting those nerves out, getting that intimidation out of your system, because you start off on the right foot. So yes, yeah. uh, that's an important thing to take on board is if you don't know what you're doing, uh, hire somebody who does.
0: Yeah, and man I ache, I have proper DOMS yeah. today. Yeah. I mean, we're talking can't get up the stairs DOMS. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. and I, I, love, um, I love I love I love it's, it's a love hate relationship with that feeling. But it's like, oh, uh, I've, I've done something that I haven't done before. Like even when I do my heel sprints and whatever it is that I do normally, yeah, I ate, but I don't ache like this. And it means that I put my body mm. through something new. And I loved yeah. it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think I like being out of my comfort zone, but it is scary. And i definitely do it again. And I think – I'm trying to think if I could offer any advice because I know what it's like, especially – as a woman, going into somewhere like that, it is incredibly nerve-wracking. Nerve- nerve-wracking? Yeah, that's the right word. And it is. I think you've just got to push through it. And it doesn't matter if you don't know what you're doing. But yes, if you feel more confident, employ someone that knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. Because it, it gives you that little net. And you just look to them. What's next? What do I do? Am I okay? Is it all right? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like every rep just look over is like (laughs) tell is is that okay yeah is that all right
0: no but she was great as well she was Mm -hmm. she was really encouraging and that was lovely and and she's a very good friend of mine as well and um and we've done type boxing together in the past so it was actually really nice to be taken through something that she's really into it's almost like she's like hold my hand I'm going to take you with me to this bit now Mm. so it was lovely um good and And I like that that we've kind of like discovered other stuff together, so it's uh it's cool and and I think I'll probably carry carry on with with the weights and trying to mix it in with all the other training that I do it's, yeah. it's good fun
1: yeah, it's another important facet which is overlooked is like getting that level of strength training in is mm. so important for improving improving your baselines It's not just like fitness so and, and I think you've said an important thing there is always, which is, you know, your heart rate was jacked up while you were doing these exercises. So, huge. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's that misconception that the, um, that, uh, for example, like broadly people who go, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to do a bunch of cardio because that'll help you burn calories. Is like, okay, well, you're missing a huge piece of the puzzle if you're not going to incorporate strength training because first of all, there's that cardio element in it as well, the way you've experienced it. Yeah. And, yeah, do some, like, separate so-called isolated cardio, if you want to call it that. But um, uh, you have to be able to develop muscle to improve um, your body's ability to utilize energy, i.e. burn more calories. So because muscle is more active tissue. So for for every person, I mean, d- depending on your size, um, but for every extra pound of muscle it's something like 30 to 50 calories of extra um uh, calorie expenditure per day so yeah so if you imagine you're somebody who loses five pounds of fat and gains five pounds of muscle then you know on the upper end of that scale that's an extra 250 calories burned in the the course of your day just because you're carrying some mass that's a muscle mass so um and people forget how important that is in terms of keeping yourself in good shape and keeping the weight off, because you just think, oh, what, 250 calories in a day, so what? But it's like there's 3,500 calories in a pound of fat. And, yeah. you know, after what, what would that be? Uh, mass wise, off the top of my head, let's just round it up. <laughs> and uh, it could be 15 days, right? Um, yeah. So f- uh, 15 days of not. Uh, not having those extra two hundred and fifty calories to burn means you know and you're eating extra two hundred and fifty calories as well compared to what your uh, limit uh, compared to what your maintenance level would be and and two hundred and fifty calories in terms of eating isn't that much for most people that's just a cookie you know so and you think about you think about it in that term but um you can uh, so then you know that means every fifteen days you could potentially put on a pound of fat if you're not doing not doing that it's not completely linear but yeah it's yeah, that's the, to give you to give you a general idea so where does yeah. that leave you at the end of the year at the end of the year you know it's um it's pretty it's it's compounding effect so work that work that muscle mass work that gain and um, yeah. and notice how actually you can once you've come off like we're talking weight loss here it's like once you've come off that weight loss um and fat loss um a nutrition protocol, you can, because of that extra gain in muscle mass, you can gradually build up to eating more calories again to maintain the level that you're at. So yeah. you don't remain in that deficit and you start to incorporate more calories gradually so that you can um, actually sustain the gains that you've made. And you're like, whoa, actually, I can eat more after I've yeah. done this. He's Absolutely. like, yeah, you can. So you can. it's yeah, so it's just uh, but yeah, it's just going through that process and so that's why I mean that's one of the reasons why strength training is so important. It's um, in terms of keeping off weight that you don't want. And uh, and then obviously strength training, this in the name itself, the strength that you gain, like the capacity that you have to take on these physical challenges is great. So let's I mean, if you think about it, uh, from the perspective of like you know you could be somebody who mostly likes to run or you could be somebody who likes to train martial arts mm-hmm. the fact that you are stronger means that your muscles work less for every uh for every round of effort that you put in and that spares your uh spares your joints it spare it, it makes you it, it actually helps you last longer because you're more efficient at using energy um yeah. and um if uh, i mean especially when it comes to grappling as well because you're stronger you're able to handle the loads of other people on you and around you um and uh uh, better as well so the amount of effort you expend trying to sweep someone or trying to take someone down or trying to choke someone out is 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 a lot less as well because you're actually stronger so you're uh, you don't have to put as much exertion into it so it's um it's there's just so many wins for it it's unreal and it's like yeah like you know my body's never felt better as well like even with like contending with the injuries that um whatever I've picked up in terms of like fractures and concussions and stuff it's and and the effect they've had on my body is like okay I've done the rehab and you know i'm good at keeping my body a decent uh equilibrium but it's just when that strength training comes back yeah. and, and when i use that strength training and the strength starts to come back is is like my body just feels incredible is um just like the, the posture the the feeling i get through having like feelings feeling stronger the um and 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 yeah, the knock-on effect of that as well is great. So I just, you just, I just feel like I have more capacity in my body, and I don't have to worry about like aches and niggles and pains and stuff because the strength training has um, massively improved uh, my uh, my body's threshold, my capacity, and um, yeah. And then also, you know, you start to do that kind of stuff as well. Your uh, your muscles uh, have a lower resting tension as well, Mm -hmm. Um, so that means you feel less tight if you're if you're training right you in at rest you will feel less tight uh, because your yeah your muscles have a lower uh, lower resting tension so all that stuff is just is is you cannot like you you want to program it you want to put it in there for anybody who's doing rehab is like, okay get your body moving well start feeling yeah. pain-free and it's just, as soon as you start to improve that uh, pain-free um feeling more and more and more of a because you days okay let's introduce some strength training. I've been strength training. Yeah. And yeah, it's weighted. So yeah, I'm stoked for you if you get the chance yeah. to keep going back. No, I'm I'm,
0: I'm going to be doing it weekly now like we've basically yeah. booked in sessions weekly and I'm really excited yeah. to yeah to see mm. um, how I improve But also like you said just about grappling as well it's like I'll be mm. interested to see how strong I am when mm. if as and when we go back to, to grappling and if I can mm. yeah like you say it's like it, it is incredibly exhausting when you're trying to navigate sparring and someone bigger than you and, and it's and, and they're pushing you around essentially that mm. that that's exhausting so
1: yes
0: it'll be interesting to see because I'm I obviously do a lot of pilates and and that I see as my rehab like I teach a lot of classes and I have to do them along with the clients because they're on zoom so I'm doing those movements that breathing the whole time and um I think that's a really nice combination with the strength training. And and actually this is something that my mate um that Marie said, it's like uh you need to kind of lower your cardio down. She's like, if you want to get stronger and you wanna see your body composition change, it's like not stop running, but she's like, you don't need to be running five times a week. She's like, and mm-hmm. she, she says she just walks. It's like that's her cardio because Mm -hmm. she's trying to like change her body composition and and get ready for competitions and things like that. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, (laughs) but I get it. (laughs) uh, But I was like, so can can I still run upstairs? And she's like, yes, you can still run upstairs, but you know, just don't do loads of it and because otherwise you're going to lose all your muscle mass. And it's like, okay. Um, but it is—it's—it's it's changing up your cardio as well, and and it's almost like that feels better for me because it's like okay, I don't have to utilize all my energy running, and doing those a hit. I can combine it all together—a little bit of running, bit of walking, bit of hit, strength training—and that's going to make me and all the Pilates and whatever else I do. That's going to make my body composition better, my energy levels better, how I utilize fuel better, um, and hopefully. When I get back to martial art, I'll see it all come together, and hopefully, it will help me when I am sparring as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure it will. And, um, and yeah, for like for most people, it's um, it's not really an issue to get that they'll get too much cardio, so mm. to 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 <laughs> yeah. to, uh, um, uh, to negate the gains that they're making in their body composition. But uh, but it is a fair point. Is like okay, well, if you do do that a little too much, like mm. there's. Uh, the, like the process your body's going under is essentially is like, do I need to be holding mass or are you yeah, wanting me to yeah. be somebody who's more sl- live and trying to like, for example, a runner's physique, you know? Yeah. It depends like, what you want,
0: you, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's like, do you want me to hold that? But even when you're a runner to that extent, you have to have some strength training in you because yeah, you need sure. to be able to uh, become more efficient and, and um, stronger in your, in your, in your running. So that again, because it means that you have more capacity and you're putting mm-hmm. in less effort for every stride that you make. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's, that's a fair point in that, uh, uh yeah, you just create, yeah, keep that balance, create that balance. Yeah. And then I think you will, you will know, well, it's, it's, it's tough to notice, I think, uh, on some level, but when I was in the throes of it and, um, I was like, you know, like visibly, you could see the changes in my body, like, yeah. and, and, um, and then, yeah, okay. On the, in the weight room is like, okay, I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting stronger. Nice. Um, I couldn't necessarily tell when I applied it to grappling, but then a couple of my buddies were like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's happened to you, but you're feeling denser and you're feeling like oh, nice. you're feeling way stronger. And I was like, oh, sweet, fucking excellent. And yeah. um, I was like, yeah, it's great. And, but then the concern was, I was like, I'm not, that, that doesn't mean I'm putting too much force in am I was like, you know, when you're just like, <laughs> you're just practicing with each other and gra- like grappling and stuff like, especially I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. But just like hulking out right now by just going like, Ugh! and putting in too much effort and then just fucking bands up. Like, uh, it, just because I'm spazzing out like a, uh, like a, like a brute. He's like, no, no, no. It's like, it's very, still very like, because my concern yeah. is like, I wanted to be controlled, especially depending on, you know, the kind of person you're sparring with, if it's smaller than you, et cetera, Whatever. I don't
0: think but you guys uh, have a problem with me, however strong I get. Yeah. I think it will be all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Stronger you get, the more we spaz out. It's like, no, yeah. God. Yeah, it'll be easy, like, just standard, like, oh, man, there's so many dicks like that as well. Like, oh, can't lose to a girl. And then they'll just, they'll just actually start, like, going mental. And uh, I've, yeah. I've seen it happen. I know. It's, it's ridiculous, yeah. you know. I've, I've actually seen it I happen know. on, the, on in the mats, and it's like, what? And then, yeah. I felt it happen, G, trust yeah, me. right. God damn. It's like, you know, we should call these people out. It's like, who was it? No,
0: it's like, fine. It's yeah. fine. It's <laughs> fine. It yeah. is what it is, and you get it. And it's often it's often younger guys. Uh, yeah, everyone's mm. younger than me, but it's often younger guys, and um,
1: <laughs> and, uh, and I
0: get it. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon. No. I was like, even my grandma's
1: younger than and, me. And,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it, it just it's the way it is. And and I think sometimes it's surprising when you are stronger, and they're like, oh, yeah. hang on a minute and uh yeah. and 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 they're, and they're having to work a bit harder to try and get you onto the floor so it's uh yeah yeah that'll be fun
1: yeah exactly and actually that'll probably be a good way to notice as well is like the amount of effort yeah. somebody starts to put in against you yeah. like oh shit. yeah 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 like, oh shit okay she's she's got stronger i'm just gonna have to <laughs> try and smack her around a little bit more it's like you just see it change in like that person's attitude towards how they're rolling with you yeah um, yeah that's uh, i have to
0: say with him though, it, it is just It's like trying to take a tank down for me personally. It's like, it's just, you're you're literally
1: half his size. So.
0: Can't move him at all. Yeah. Or oh, Sam either. I remember like sparring against Sam, your brother, and I yeah. couldn't move him yeah. either. And he was always very nice yeah. and just let me take him down. But yeah.
1: it's
0: really hard with some people because they're so solidly yeah. built. And uh, that's it.
1: It's that density. That's that's the that's what I'm looking for. Is like it's density. It's like you yeah. want to just be dense because yeah. you just I, want to feel like an immovable object. Because it's funny, yeah. Because I mean, like with Umar, you could literally put his hand on your head like that, and then yeah. you would just be that person going. Ah! ah like that
0: exactly and,
1: uh, Try to get at him, but it's just like oh look at Judy is she cute i
0: know <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah, no no but,
1: yeah but uh but yeah but that's the difference is right you know these these guys are like they're dense they're like they're strong but they know how to change that up you know they yeah, don't they know how to impressive. they know how to control that so that's that's the key thing and then uh, yeah so that's going to have to be something we look out for you as well you just yeah, you start hulking yeah, I'm going to
0: start hulking out, but I but I don't think I'll ever get like super henched, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. I generally think it's and and tell me what you think of this. I think I don't have the the genetics or the muscular skeletal con- composition to get really henched. I just I don't think I have it, which is a good thing. Like I just don't think my body will bulk out a lot. It will look like toned but I don't think you know like some women they can bulk out quite well it's I don't mm. think I have that capability I'll get strong but I, I think I'll always be quite slight does that make mm-hmm. sense in terms of yeah. body composition because there's different compositions yeah. isn't there so
1: yeah but yeah I mean you're talking about something important here you've touched on something important here because yeah the, there is a common misconception with women to avoid strength training because they think they yeah. are going to get bulky don't, so, don't want to get too big you won't yeah yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, in terms of genetic components as well as like, is somebody more on the, the bulkier side anyway yeah. versus somebody like you's on the slender side. So yeah. if somebody's more bulk, uh, like uh, if a woman's on the bulkier side, yeah, she's going to look fuller, you know, she's mm. going to look thicker by putting on that muscle mass. But again, that's still going to look better than just looking like and being plump, let's say. For sure. So it's better for your health and all those different kinds of things. So um and in terms of your strength and whatnot so uh, yes there's that aspect of it um but mm. generally speaking because the because the thing that you need are more of like you know a male profile of hormones i.e testosterone and yes. um and its derivatives to get the strength uh, adaptations that you're look, looking for and uh, to get put on that kind of muscle mass women like at most have like a 10th of that you know in general yeah. so you're just not yeah. going to get bulky like that it's you you'll lean you'll get lean you'll definitely you'll definitely get definition and stuff like that yeah. but for you for so for example someone like you to put on that kind of bulk you would have to you would have to make bodybuilding your life basically yeah. it's not so, so, so yeah. that's the thing so it's an yeah. extreme thing so again for most uh for for women in general is like do not worry about getting too bulky it's just impossible and if you are worried about getting bulky you can change that you just change the yeah. way you train and then you won't get that bulky so if you ever do find yourself getting to that point um, don't worry about it because you can you can change that up still so yeah just um, incorporate strength training make it uh, make it an important part of your uh, routine and, um, and the benefits are uh, yeah they're invaluable plus they' they're multitudinous.
0: Absolutely, and complement it with—I don't know—some different mobility training or functionality training, whatever it is that you enjoy. Yoga, Pilates, Animal Flow—that's mm-hmm. that's going to then give you almost that pliability as well. I think within that strength training, and and it's a it's a it's a great complement, um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah. to to have. And and then yeah, throw in the cardio that you enjoy. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. whatever that is, like you know, cycling, running. Walking, yeah, bris, running, bris, bris anything, walking. yeah, hiking. Yeah, yeah, hiking, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. Just get out in nature.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite thing to do, but yes, definitely.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's good. No, I'm super stoked for you. That's great. Yeah, watch this wow. yeah. space. Yeah. yeah, this space, so just watch, like anybody watching YouTube, you just, like, you just get wider and wider and wider, just take like, the whole Don't screen. Don't say that. <laughs>
0: Oh, I just come on like with a crop top and abs. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like, I'm just going to have to reel you in there. And I'll be like, What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What
0: are you wearing, love?
1: Yeah. I'll be like, I'll see you game, And I'll raise you. And I'll just fucking rip off my clothes. <laughs> i like, Yeah, you want to play that game?
0: And then Get it just very, very, this very strange podcast after that. It's like, Why, why are they in t- this? T- why are they naked? What's going on? <laughs>
1: Exactly, They're topless. Okay, this is what's what
0: like. going on. This is a yeah. good podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, uh, get, get more, get more people tuning in on YouTube. <laughs> that would be the end.
0: <laughs> like, oh God, dude, no.
1: Yeah, then get out of here. But. Uh, <laughs> But there was, um, you know, off the off the back of that, like with new training experiences, there was something else that you were talking about, which is like, you know, sensation and um, perception. Is like, you know, when people yeah. are talking about not feeling, uh, not feeling an exercise. Yes. And, uh, and like, you know, if you're doing a hip thrust or you're doing a deadlifts and you're just like, I just don't feel my glutes kicking or something like that. So, yeah, what's your experience with that?
0: So, uh, over the years with personal training and with Pilates as well, I've had I've had many clients actually that one in particular with personal training where she just couldn't feel her glutes. And I was like, is it postural? No, is it? And she just could not feel them. And yes, she was, she was overweight. She had a fair amount of fat around that area, but I'm like, that shouldn't make a difference. Should it? Do you know? But also over the years, just with people accessing their core muscles and not really feeling that sensation around their core, and it's like, okay, they're doing the exercise. I can see it's moving. I can see it's working. I see everything's aligned. Why are they not getting that sensation? And I'm like, is there a pathway problem from where it is in the center of the brain to the muscle? Is there something along the nervous system, the central nervous system? So why is it that some people really feel everything? And I, you know, I think we're, we're people that feel everything. Um, lots of my clients do, but some... And I don't know if you've had it as well. Some just don't seem to feel anything, mm. and then they feel like they haven't had a good workout. And <laughs> and you know what I mean. But it's like, but I can't do any more than give you the exercises that I know, and the breathing that I know. So it's it's mm. like, what is this sensation over perception, and 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 why?
1: Mm. Yeah, nice. you know? um, Yeah, that's something that I don't have a complete answer for. But no. Um, But I know that, you know, the the proprioception comes into it, so proprioception is, you know, your awareness of your body in space and um, you have all these, yeah, you have all these receptors um, which communicate with your nervous system, well, they're a part of your nervous system, they're telling uh, parts of your, they're telling your brain like, you know, where, you know, my hand is here, it's like can i can i get a sense of that without having to look at it you know so if i put my yeah. hand up my like it's like, yeah okay i can tell i can feel like it's on the left side of my head with my eyes closed yeah. um and there's a, you know it's just basically your body's awareness of where it is in space and and uh, well yeah all these muscles are um wrought with these uh, these receptors so when people like you know, okay for example with that lady if we take just what you said she's Clearly, somebody has been sedentary for a long time—if she was like quite overweight—and mm-hmm. with uh, with doing that, there's yeah, you you lose some you lose some proprio uh, you lose some proprioceptive capacity, and um, mm-hmm. muscles don't work like uh, the way, well, I guess they're supposed to. So yeah. um, when that happens, you just don't necessarily feel different parts of your uh, body engaging, and uh, and then yeah, then you're like oh disappointing because I didn't get a workout I was like no yeah. well, that's that's a separate thing is like that, that's not the point is uh, to if just because you get a sen- if just because you don't get a sensation doesn't mean you had a workout you haven't had a workout it doesn't mean you're not making a yeah. change all that kind of stuff I mean like I could swing kettlebells for an hour for example and um, I won't specifically feel it during the workout right okay. you won't notice it like okay I know my whole body's working but yeah there's, it's not like there's one specific area that I'm feeling is burning up, Okay. but I'm working my whole body and I've trained it for an hour. There's no way I haven't made a difference to my composition right. um, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So mm. there's, um, and then like, you noticed as well during the effort, like that you're putting in is like, you're not going to feel, uh, in your strength training session. You're not going to feel your glutes in every single rep that you did for no. the leg press and whatever, but you're experiencing doms a couple of days later. You're like, oh yeah, geez, this is... Is kicking in, so there's there's that delayed aspect of it as well, um, because you experience that soreness in the muscle groups that were worked. But um, but yeah, there's there's there can be deficits in proprioception, mm-hmm. which uh, mean that people just don't generally feel what's going on. And um, and uh, but again, just with the example that I've given and the example of you with the strain training is like it's just not necessarily true, and it's not even necessary that you feel it in every single repetition. Um, you. Je- you basically only really start to feel it when the muscles start to fatigue and you're recruiting more of the like uh, what are called motor units which are um in uh, which are the the muscle uh, the individual uh, muscle fibers getting fired up by the individual uh, parts of the nerves uh, that are hooked up like hooked up to the muscles and they uh, you start to get more tired and um, the work capacity of your muscles start to go down. There's more recruitment of those, but you need to try and make um, uh, the muscles engage uh, as more and more and more. So that's when you can start to feel it. You might be able to start feeling at the end. And then I don't know what you did with the training with this woman, um, but again, using her as an example, if you did the Mm. kind of strength training that you just did. um, Yeah, pretty much. Where you push that person to, you know, they're not necessarily you don't have to reach failure every time but you're getting to the point of uh you know within a couple of reps and you're starting to feel that fatigue and you're starting to feel like um it's getting harder and harder and harder to do and you're probably yeah. like eight out of ten nine out of ten level of effort and you're just like okay i'm just about barely getting by that's when you might start noticing it so you won't even have to notice it pre but like throughout uh, the whole set but you would notice it in the last couple of repetitions for example so then um so if somebody's not really getting to that point even though the effort level perceived effort level feels like it's at the level where they should be feeling it and uh uh, because that person is detrained they're going to feel like they hit a wall with that Mm. earlier but you know they've got more in the tank and then you push them through a little bit more and it's like oh there it is I can feel the I can feel the muscles now you know um so there's things like kind of that, that aspect of it as well and then um um but yeah, like compensation is, is another one. So again, proprioception, if it's not, mm. com, if it's not, um, uh, on, if it's not efficient, if it's not functioning the way we want it to, then you've got, yeah, you can have compensation. So a common one is, is like, you know, people think about, uh, people would know about these, you know, tight hip flexors, um, yeah. Or postural, tight, postural compensation. Overactive, yeah yeah, tight overactive hip flexors, just taking over for the, uh, opposite muscles, which are the glutes. Yeah. And, um, so if, if that is the pattern that you are exhibiting, i.e. tight and overactive hip flexors and the glutes are weak and underactive, and um, you, you will struggle to feel them fire up. And, you know, you might experience it more in the hips, for example. But, mm. um, yeah, so there's, there's the compensation element as well. It's like, which way is your body compensating? That's probably ex- helping explain why you don't feel it in the area where you think you should be feeling it. So, mm. yeah, it's a lot of it is, like, proprioceptive related. And then uh, there's going to be some other stuff which um, yeah, I don't fully have um, the knowledge for at the moment, but, um, but it is, it's also a question, yeah, like you like talked about touched on, like sensation versus perception in my mind is, um, it, yeah, we just, well, we just kind of covered it really, is like you don't have to feel it in every, which is the sensation part. You don't have to notice that sensation in every repetition. You don't have to notice that sensation, but when you come away from the workout, it's like, did I achieve what I wanted to achieve? in terms of the effort level that i put in, um, the outcome that I was looking for, and is it in line with my goals? Like, yes, yes, yes. All right, great. Don't worry about the sensation. And day, if you're feeling it all the time, then that basically means that you're gonna be, you're probably um, uh, pushing it too much all the time as well. So yeah. it's like, you know, and, um, yeah, just made me think again of like swings, cause like in, <laughs> I've done like, uh, uh, with uh, with Silvio, our wrestling coach, because he's a he's a kettlebell king as well. He's like that's um, right. They, yeah, the dude's just an overall beast. And like, <laughs> this is oh, great yeah. story with Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, we finished a like so we did a group grappling, like group private. Me, like my bro Umar, a couple other people, um, right. And uh, me and Umar were like we were able to stay behind. So basically, we finished and we thought, all right, yeah, we're done. And then Silvio just goes kettlebells. Kettlebells, <gasps> <I laughs> love that. That's brilliant. His hands together, and when I was like, hey. I've got, and, and like there was a part of me that I just went, I can't say no because I, I don't have to be anywhere right now, and I feel yeah. like I've got a little bit in the tank to do this, even though I'm fucking naked. So uh, like, yeah, yeah, cool. Let's let's do it. fine cool. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and also because I like the murderous like nature of the work that he puts us through as well, because yes. I need somebody to put me through that. So I'm like. I'm not going to nice do it myself. To have that. So I need, yeah. yeah, exactly. I need him to do it. And then Umar was there as well. So um, and, and like so, yeah, we both stuck around. And then he was like, "All right, we're just going to start off with swings." So we started off like doing like kettlebell swings. And I would do a, like I think it was like a round of thirty. I don't know. I can't remember twenty or thirty reps. Then um, oh, maybe something like that, yeah, twenty or thirty reps. And then Umar would do it, and then uh, Sylvie would do it, and we just carried on going, and we were just doing kettlebell swings like nice. that. And um, so if, yeah, it was like 20 reps and it's like, okay, we've just done, we've done 10 rounds of this. When are we, when are we stopping?
0: Are we gonna and, stop soon?
1: Yeah, no. exactly. And then it's like, okay, 200 reps have gone by. 300 <laughs> reps have gone by. And Shit. bearing in mind, we just like done grappling for two hours. And then like, me and, like when Sylvia was doing his set, me and Uma were looking at, she was like, when's it gonna be over, man? <laughs> Cause I don't wanna- Because we gonna be here forever? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I don't want to say that I I got it. Like I got to stop. I'm not gonna quit. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait till he is like, yeah, we're done. So and he got to 300. I thought, okay, this has got to be it. Nah, carried on.
0: Nah,
1: get to like 400. It was insane. Here's the thing, though, right? So the point is, is we ended up doing 500 fucking repetitions of swings each. Wow. And uh, I didn't feel it like. You think you would? You're not, I'm not feeling it like my hamstrings, my glutes, my my back are all on fire while I'm doing these. No, I did 500 repetitions with a 24 kilo kettlebell, and oh my uh, god, it, half of I me. Mean, like, <laughs> Jeez, <sorry. laughs>
0: nearly. Actually, I'm a little can, bit heavier, yeah. but that's yeah, half okay. of me, I, basically. All right, basically.
1: <laughs> next time I see you, I'm just going to swing you for one rep. It's like that's that's going that's going to happen. It's like that's so. Yeah, actually, that could make that. You can make that a training goal. I'm gonna make it a training goal. I'm gonna get stronger so I can swing Jude. I'm gonna do a kettlebell swing with Jude. What are you, what are you doing? I'm doing some Jude swings. What, what's a Jude swing? It's just it's just it takes the place of a yeah. It's, it takes a, it's a Jude. Oh, wait. It takes the place of a kettlebell. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, okay,
0: I think right. I'll, I'll hold yeah, you to that. Awesome. You're going to yeah. do a, a dude swing, a few dude swings. Yeah. Okay, so you were doing yeah. a 24 kg. Wow, okay.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it was f- like the last however many, like 100 reps or so, they weren't clean, <laughs> I can tell you that. but. Uh, um, but the point is, is I didn't feel like, you know, I'm not feeling it in my glutes like that. I'm not feeling my hamstrings like that. I'm just, I just, I'm getting fatigued. And those like last few repetitions, last 20% of the repetitions of the round are are feeling very, very difficult. And I don't feel like I've got anything left in a tank to complete those reps. Okay. But I'm not feeling it. Like, what did your week say feeling... after? Well, um, what was your week saying? Is... No, this is before my oh, Pre-workout, so okay. This is probably this is probably like two years ago. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's not like uh, uh, it's not yeah like 500 reps or later or something as intense as that. And even like the, those repetitions, where it's like, okay, I've got nothing left to give here. It wasn't like my body was um, feeling it like that, right? Yeah. So it's just um, you know, feeling like the particular muscle groups and whatnot. I just know that my whole body got a hell of a workout because I felt it the next day. I was like, I think I'm just going to lie down and not move. And, uh, if my life depends on getting up, I think I'm just going to die. not going to happen. Yeah. That's (laughs) how I feel about now. Yesterday was particularly bad. I want to come back to something
0: that you were saying. Um, Mm. and this is the whole thing about training as well, which I find really interesting because I do it as well. It's like, you wanted to stop yeah you and umar were looking at each other like mm. when when is this going to stop are we going to stop i <laughs> yeah. need to stop when is it go- is he going to stop and yeah and it's that whole thing around training when you're training with someone else and when you've got an instructor that you re- respect and admire and he's and he's basically telling you to keep going and you're powering through it's like it's almost like even though we're grown-ass adults we won't say C- can we stop now do you know what I mean and yeah. it's like <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I don't know there's just something in that that, that it's yeah. it's it's like I want to stop and, and it's it's not because you're being you know weak or or anything like that it is it is like that I just feel like there comes a moment where you're like I've had enough now and I want to stop but you don't feel you you can and it's like what's that mm. about it's like we should be able to say can we stop now it's, I don't know. Do you see what I mean, where I'm going with it? It's like I'm, I'm never one to, 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 to stop training at all. But there are mm. points in my body where I'm like, I need to stop now. But <laughs> I power through. And it's, it's mm. almost like you push a boundary. And, mm. and maybe, maybe you should have stopped or said to, mm. said to him. Could I stop? Yeah. I don't know. I was just, which is something that yeah. came into my head as, as you were saying, it. it's like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Why, <laughs> why do we push through when clearly our body's probably had enough and it's going to be mm. detrimental? But yet we have someone that we trust and respect and 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 we feel like we can't say that. Mm. Can we stop? Do you know what I mean? it's yeah. Uh, yeah. There's,
1: um, I think yeah. There's, there's, I think there's quite a lot of factors uh, in that as well. That's that would be nice to unpack. So first of all, yeah. is like. The idea that um, I think one of the things I took from that is, is like pushing yourself but or having somebody else to push you is yeah. completely different, right? So, yeah. So um, because you can give yourself way too many outs. It's, it's just you and you can just start listening to that voice in your head that says stop. Yeah, um, But there's somebody else there, like you said, who you respect, who you admire, who is yeah. inst- like it is pushing you and trying to get better at it keep trying to get the most out of you yeah and uh, they uh and you kind of in a way you don't want to let that down as well you don't want to let them down because you're like okay you see you you're um you're in you in a way you want to prove that you can do that as well We're to the level that they're asking you and um because yeah there can be the element of i don't want to let that person down so yeah um or but you don't want is, is to look
0: like something to them as well. You yeah, know exactly. I
1: mean? So yeah, exactly. So you want to look like okay, I feel uh, I feel uh, weak or I feel incompetent by having to yeah. stop early to and stop, uh, yeah. yeah, and to and to want to stop. Yeah. So uh, those things play into it, uh, can play into it, and um, and but the the thing for me that really stands out is like um, is you're better with other people. Like, you can go beyond what you think is possible with other people who are in that same environment as you and and who are supporting you. And that's what I get from that as well, is, like, other people are helping me push myself to my limits because there is more in the tank there which I can't necessarily activate by myself. Yes. Um, uh, And, yeah, there's... There's there's another part of it, which is um, kind of... Uh, so the other things I think of is it being like kind of being honest with yourself as well. So if, if I'm honest with myself, it's like, I wanna stop. My body feels like it's, uh, I mean, it's just a lot of hard work, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's the part of it which goes, well, there's, there's, I'm running, I'm running a couple of algorithms at the same time, which is like, one is like, okay, am I physically, am I healthy? As in, I'm not going to injure myself doing yeah, this. We right? don't feel gonna, bad. Yeah. And, and I'm not somebody who's going to go out and do the same thing the next day. You know, it's essentially it's, it's, where does it fit in with your like training routine? and what can you do to mitigate the effects of the overtraining because once in a while you need to overtrain you need to push through that threshold so you make that fitness gain and um, to that extent and you know you're showing yourself what you're actually capable of you know you're Mm. having other people to help show you what you're actually capable of that you can push through that your body doesn't have to you don't have to be limited by it and um um, and you know you still i'm I'm still kind of like working with it i'm still um uh, you still like you're still working with it, but you're you're pushing it beyond what it thinks is able to do you're pushing it beyond what you think your body's able to do and so there's that is like okay well I'm asking myself if I keep doing this, am I fucking myself up is like no actually the chances of that are pretty low um if I get to the point where I do feel like this is gonna fuck me up then okay i'm gonna I'm gonna call it there's like that's 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 a hard stop it's um and you have to be disciplined about that kind of thing as well yeah you have to, to know that
0: and,
1: yeah yeah and i've had to be disciplined about it in certain certain cases certain instances where you know where was it i mean i just i've got a slightly chipped tooth because i ended up taking a fucking heel to the face um in um, jiu-jitsu training once like oh. um, I, I was rolling with someone and then somebody else was rolling you uh, some other couple were rolling next to us and then while I was on my back in God, that other person who was rolling, uh, else uh, the people who were rolling next to us got swept. And then they basically kicked me in the face. And wow. I just saw Sweet. his heel come at me and it just cleaned me right in the face. And for about 10 seconds, everything went silent. Mm. And so I couldn't really, I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't, uh, for about 10 seconds, I was like in a daze. I couldn't really see, there were like people oh. were over me. And they were like, "Are you alright?" And then when I kind of registered, as like I was like, um, "No, I'm not. I'm actually not. <laughs> it's just I don't know yet." So yeah, let me. Like it's also it's also in that situation. If somebody's been fucking kicked in the face. You can't just be like, "Are you alright?" It's like, "Well, probably not." <laughs> That's
0: fear <laughs> just... and panic, though, isn't it, from everyone yeah, else? And we're like, yeah, oh. exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, "Look, I, I don't know. I need I need to figure it out." And then I stepped aside and I was like, "Okay, I do." F- feel like okay my brain's just been rattled a little bit i sat oh, yeah. out for five minutes and i just went um i could go back to training yeah i'm cool i'm cool i could okay. i could carry on training all right but then i went and then i went to myself i was like nah don't do it because the just because of the way that i felt is like, okay i was like i was out of it for about at least 10 seconds at least it mm. felt like 10 seconds to me it could have been 30 seconds i don't know because time just goes funny when You've been hit in the head and yeah and um because of the because of that feeling of like um light disappeared it went dark and then came back again and feeling like a bit of a ringing in my ears Mm -hmm. and um and then not being sure like right off the bat if i'm actually okay um and it took me about a few minutes just to make sure like you know just you kind of you get a feeling of i need to shake my head and um so i did that so even though after a few minutes, I was like, yeah, I'm fine. But the thing is, if I, like I, my reaction speed could have slowed down, my mm-hmm. um, uh, ability to take him, like you know, peripheral vision could have uh, suffered a little bit, so I could have what? had the same sort of thing happen again, even though the risk is low, uh, potentially. Um, I didn't, uh, because of that, and because we're grappling, I didn't want to put myself in a situation where, you know, it might be uh, because of that feeling as well. If somebody, say I get into a triangle choke or somebody tries to choke me, I might be, I might get choked out a little bit more easily because I'm less with it, you know, potentially. And then I actually, um, and then, you know, it ends up making me pass out, whatever it is. I could not respond so well to an arm bar and I could injure my arm, all those different things. Like I ran that kind of uh, uh, play in my head. And I just thought, okay, I actually feel like I could train, but because I've just taken a hit to the head, and luckily I know the consequences better than most people about what a hit to the head does for you, even though it doesn't feel like I'm suffering, um, those imperceptible changes in my reaction, uh, my changes in my um, uh, ability to understand the situation uh, that I'm in, Mm. especially as it pertains to grappling where you you know you can have a catastrophic injury occur to you so I was like you know what I should actually just call it even though I feel like I could carry on I want to be I want to be smart about it and just call it and just say good
0: for you a lot of people wouldn't good for you yeah but
1: I was but I was frustrated that I had to make that call because I was like I'm only like 45 minutes into a two-hour training session yeah
0: yeah.
1: I know I know but I was just like I just want just want to make sure because I want to come back the next day and do this you know I want to be able to come back in a couple of days time and do this not do this for a couple hours and feel more burnt out than I normally would because something just wasn't right uh, with my head so I I had to make that call so even though it was like a relatively small thing it was like you had to be disciplined about it because I was like okay what's the possible effect of this and uh, that I wouldn't necessarily be entirely aware of in this scenario and uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm not gonna do it, and because um, you know, I want to live to fight another day, essentially in that yeah, sense. Nice. And so yeah, so is um, when it comes to yeah, with uh, going back to like the the Sylvie training session, like smashing out 500 kettlebells, is like I'm running that play in my head as well. It's like, okay, what's the consequence of this? It's like, okay. Well, I know the consequences and mostly is like I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna injure my back. I'm not gonna injure. I'm not gonna pull a hamstring or anything like that i uh, will notice if that's going to start happening because i'll start experiencing tightness i'm not getting any of that i'm just getting that general generalized overall fatigue so yeah. i'm going to push through because this is going to help so you know okay. you're running that kind of algorithm as well and then also um uh yeah just yeah that kind of thing and then and then yeah just the idea of just seeing where your body goes you know is uh, where can where can i push pushed? this to yeah you know, where can i push this to and what uh, what level can i achieve um and so yeah you can have that chat with yourself and you can stop yourself but it's also when you start to pay attention to all the variables um you want to uh you just you can just tell yourself to lean in it's like variables most important one for me is like what's the injury risk here it's like okay it's not that great i'm going to feel overtrained, but it's um it's in the even though i'm pushing my body beyond what it feels like is capable of doing it's still Mm. within the realms of uh, acceptable um because uh, i'm not going to screw myself up right yeah and um so yeah it's kind of like understanding that level and building an understanding of that and um yeah and just weighing up like what it means to stop now versus um stop later and one of them was for me, I was like, nah, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to stop right now because there's, well, there's a part of it, which was, um, I mean, ultimately I have to be able to stop when my body needs to stop. And yeah. even so, uh, regardless of what somebody who is pushing me is saying, regardless of the fact that it's my coach who's saying, you know, go for it, go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh how do i put this it's like um yeah so you, you just it, for some people it could feel like yeah, there's a the pressure of the judgment but i think it's ultimately it's like if i don't feel those things then there's actually if i don't feel like okay i'm pushing myself into an injury risk or um um i'm, I'm doing myself some damage I, there's there's no reason for me to stop and, um, if it had carried on a little bit longer, I probably would have been like, okay, yeah, this is way too much now. So I, I've, I've physically, I have to stop because your now it's,
0: yeah, it's going to be, yeah.
1: yeah, now it's going to be a little too much. Um, and yeah, there was something else with that as well, which was, um, kind of, yeah, you always stop yourself earlier than you could actually go, you know, you could be yeah. like halfway through a workout, and you be like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm done.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah
0: when you're with you know, someone else you can't
1: or even uh, but that's like a part of it is um you can you can stop you can feel like I'm done but really you're not done yet you know yeah. you've you've still got plenty more in the tank so there's that mismatch between that sensation and what you're actually capable of so yeah it's uh, and that's why it's a bit you know it's nuanced of you want to listen to your body and be like I got to stop when I got to stop but then you've also got to go wait how far can I take this and take into consideration all the important variables you know like are you going to mess yourself up or not and yeah. whatever else is important to you like what's happening the next day like yeah. is the next day I full of say
0: that yeah
1: yeah like are you going to be somebody who's going to be up on your feet all day the yeah. next day and having a really busy day like if that's the case yeah don't do what we just did but um if it's, you know, you've got a bit more of a chill day and you baked in some, you know, more active recovery as opposed to having a hammering gym session, it's like, okay, yeah, go for it in this case. Mm. Whereas, you know, yeah, so if I had had those things to consider too, then I would have been like, yeah, actually, I'm going to cut it off at 200, <laughs> you yeah. know, because I've got some some got major shit to go on the next day. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a bunch of different things that you need to take into consideration, but I think that's, um, I think that's a, I think that's an interesting, um, yeah, I think it's interesting on some level of uh, mm. being with other people, pushing yourself, like the conversations you have with yourself around the training. Um, yeah, what's like, um, what do you think about it? Like, I mean, you raised the question, but like, what do you yeah. think? To it? Um,
0: so I, I, I totally agree with you that I definitely push myself more when I'm with other people. Um, something that you were saying about your risk of injury it's like that's something that you weigh up when you are starting to push yourself and going beyond what you think is capable it's definitely mm-hmm. important but i also and i think this is what you were touching on i also weigh up my energy risk as well it's like my energy reserves mm-hmm. it's like that's nice. how much have i got in my tank for everything else that i need to do you know i'm a single mm-hmm. mother so i have to have enough energy to and there he is uh, to uh to, to be able to to do everything that I need to do after this training session. So yes, I'm going to push myself, but in the back of my head, I've also got things like, am I going to be able to do it, to do everything that I need to do afterwards and come back into reality? Because when you get yeah. back into reality, you can't sit on the sofa. You've got to go and make dinner. You've got to go and do this. You've You've, you've got a number of things to do. So it's mm-hmm. this constant for me in particular, or for many people, I'm sure, it's this constant weighing up of, if I keep pushing and pushing and pushing, cause Sylvie was telling me to push, how much have I actually got left in that reserve for afterwards? Mm. And there was something else that came up as well. It's like you were saying about the, um, what was it? Uh, like, have you got enough physical, uh, um, physicality or the physical need to, to train? It's like, you know, how are you feeling physically? For your training. It's like something else that I was thinking of as well. It's like, sometimes I've walked into training sessions and I haven't been emotionally uh, invested in the training or well, other stuff is going on around the training session in my life where I'm, I'm feeling emotionally tired and tested. And I think when that's going on as well, it's hard to invest your all in a training session you know when you've got mm-hmm. other stuff going on that's taking up your time emotionally and mentally um, I feel like sometimes that for me will negate whether I start to push myself in a training session if I feel emotionally drained from whatever is going on on else in my life sometimes I would have come to training and I'm like not today I can't do this today and and I and I know that pushing myself isn't necessarily the best thing to do i I remember sitting there once and and everyone was sparring 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 and i was like and you know a few of the guys a few of the girls are like you're right and i was like yeah just uh, i'm not going to do it today it's just it's not the right thing to do and i think it's also knowing that that's okay or knowing yourself well enough to know that if there's other stuff going on in your life that's taking up your energy reserves you know it might be emotionally demanding there might be you know some some stuff going on that, that that is a little bit much you know it's over training isn't going to be the thing pushing yourself through and doing sparring and things like that and doing all those crazy circuits at the end of training it it might not be and it's just calling it and I did I called it I remember one session in particular I just my head just wasn't in it and it was elsewhere and I was like I'm not going to do this today I'm going to go because if I do this it's going to it's going to be detrimental to my physical health and my mental health you know because it can drain me mm. mentally and yeah. emotionally and 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 you can go away feeling even shitter because you haven't trained well mm. and then you've got everything else on top of that as well so it's mm. like it's almost like making a mental call that sometimes you're going to go for it cuz you feel mentally strong as well as physically strong and you can push yourself through And there's other times where it's like, do you know what, I've done my best today and I'm going to call it and that's where I'm going to call it. And Mm -hmm. so I think also it reminded me of um, a passage in a book called How Emotions Are Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett um, about how just understanding pushing and I think I've mentioned this before in another podcast but pushing past a mental threshold when you're exercising I think you have to do that at times and I think that's where group training can be incredibly important to push past a physical threshold sometimes it feels uncomfortable and that we haven't experienced before It, it can feel uncomfortable mentally and to have people helping you push through that is really important Um, Mm -hmm. and I think experiencing that and knowing that you have got more in the tank is important so it's like this fine balance between knowing how much more you've got knowing where you are mentally and physically and deciding whether you're going to push into that new threshold or not Um, Mm. and sometimes it's fine and sometimes it's not and it's I think it's learning it it's that learning experience every single time
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah, it's um, because, for example, those days where your just head's not in it, and yeah. you don't feel like you're in the game, and you don't feel like you want to be pushed. But then you get yeah. to the workout, you're like, oh no, this is exactly what I needed. Yes, you know, because those days are great so, days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that can happen as well. But yeah. it's, it's exactly what you said. It's just it's a learning curve, and what we know about, for example, like you know, feelings and emotions is that we don't, we can't really. We can't really rely on them to, mm. to a degree where, uh, cause a lot of the case, a lot of times it's like when you're feeling shit and you're like, I don't want to do this thing is like, that's when you should do it the most. Yeah. Right. Cause that can that's be the answer. Sure. Yeah. Especially, especially what we know with physical exercise as well is like how it helps you regulate emotions. So mm. you can do physical exercise and go, um, like, I mean the amount of time, I don't even know, I should probably start tracking the amount of times where I go, I wanna work out today versus I don't wanna work out today. And then- Put it in your diary, uh, your
0: work diary, you know?
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, well, if there was an easy option for that, it's, uh, but yeah, and then, and then, yeah. And then obviously doing the training session anyway, and um, and noticing what's the trend is like, okay, over a hundred workouts, 50 times, 50% of the time I was like, I don't wanna train. And the other fifty percent of the time, I do want to train, and I think that even for you know people who are physical uh, trainers, they go through that a lot as well. It's like you know you just mm-hmm. wake up on certain days, you just don't you do know, feel like doing the thing that you need to do um, with your physical training. But um, but invariably, you do it and you feel better, yes. and you you know you just come out of it every time, and you you always feel better. So it's just it's like so don't rely on the feeling rely on the doing you know just go and do it and uh, you'll build up enough evidence to figure out when it's appropriate to definitely go through and then push or when it's not and uh, but yeah you, you know you're talking about another layer on top of that which is a smart choice which is okay i have come i have um i've trained and i didn't have the capacity for it like mentally and emotionally but i got what i could out of it today and this is yes. great and i feel better for that but there's more training coming up and yeah i know i don't i don't have I'm, I'm, there's there's more intense training in this session but i don't have it in the tank today um, i know that if i do that yeah so i know that if i do that i'm going to be like i'm not going to be available for um you know everything else i need to do i'm not going to be mentally i'm not going to be cognitively there i'm just emotionally i'm yeah. going to be a bit more spent so you, that's you know that would be overtraining. so you've you've made the call and um so you've done what you could and then made the call so yeah it's just there's uh there's like you know like i always i always kind of default to just do it yeah because you're going to feel better for doing it um and just see, because after 20 minutes of this, if it's just like if you're not feeling any better, then okay, fine. But um, uh, but um you, you just kind of, yeah, you just kind of go got to go there. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, well, I've done what I could. And if I do any more, it's not going to work out for me. Yeah. So call it
0: And that. it's experience. So, Your brain is, is a predicting uh, machine, isn't it? So it's going to work on predicting every single time. Yeah. It's like, well, I felt like that that time. This is how I felt. So... The more experience you can put into that, the more times you learn from that, this time that happened, this time that happened, the more you're gonna to start to be able to call it, I think, today I feel great, I'm gonna push through even though I don't wanna do it. Today yeah. I'm spent, I'm gonna try, but I think this is gonna happen. And you start to learn and know when you've got it or you haven't. Yeah. Um, so it is it is just putting yourself through that and and seeing the different outcomes each time. I think yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's 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 fascinating because again, the answer is it's not it's not straightforward, is it? I mean, it's, it's never always, straightforward. It's, yeah, it's always nuanced. It's unique to
0: everyone, isn't it? Yeah. It's unique to yeah. everyone's life. It's it's mm-hmm. not just a formulaic. Oh, well, if you train, you you know, it's like it, it, there's loads of different things at play. Did you get enough sleep? Have you hydration, nutrition, what's going on in your life? Do you feel emotionally available to do this, but I think the key to is it to it is to try because whatever you do, however you move your body, you're going to feel better. It's just at what capacity and what level can you move at? Mm. And I'm getting very good at knowing where I'm at and how much I can put into my week. Um, And I will always try, but I think some weeks, you know, you've got it, some weeks you don't. So, Mm. and and that's just through experience and learning, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think, um, no, that's just smashed it with that. it's exactly what it is it's um yeah i mean going back to the idea of you know the brain is a predictive machine is like mm. you've you've kind of got to rewire those predictions essentially you know you change it you've got a new novel experience and you change um yeah you change that wiring is like because i guess you know you could always have that it, it could yeah it could just be a prediction basically you've got um physical activity coming up and you know your, your brains like you know you might, you might be nervous about it you might just be anxious about it or you might just be it might just be one of those things like you know effort it's it equal like physical activity equals effort which means hard work which means oh, i ain't got it in the tank today <laughs> but that could just be a thought pattern that's just there yeah. for whatever reason so to uh, you've got to find out if that's actually true so you whatever that prediction is is Case okay, hard work is effort, therefore, I'm going to withdraw from it. Is I actually, let me re let me try and rewire that, let me actually go for it, see what happens, and see how I come out on the other side. And then that changes, and then you feel good, let's say. And you know, because <laughs> invariably you do, you feel yes. good, and um, and then you know, you the more you think about that feeling, then over time, that approach in the beginning of, okay, this is going to be hard work, this is tough, and uh, I don't want to do it, and therefore you get that feeling of withdrawal. That feeling of withdrawal will be less less, and less and less and you can actually change it to, oh, crap, I'm really looking forward to this now because this is going to be the antidote to Whatever I was suffering from, whether it was feeling like excess cognitive load because I got a lot of stuff going on, or um, you know, there's all these other stresses in uh, in in my life. But as I actually doing this, getting into my body to get out of my head has has had a positive effect. Has had a, it has changed, Change. changed it. Yeah, and then yeah, and then what well, the other nuance there is as well is like okay, if you are hyper stressed, then essentially your buffer. If you're going to do hyper stressful exercise, then that actually because well, exercise is supposed to be a good stress on the body. Yeah, but it can quickly turn into a bad stress if you don't yes. have the capacity for it because of the level of stress that exists in your life. So even though physical stress is a different kind of stress, it's still stress if we yes. don't do it um, appropriately. And um, it can be a negative stress if we don't do it appropriately. So it's just knowing that level as well. If you do aim to push yourself and you just, there's there's like a handbrake on it, and then it's like, all right, well, that means yeah. you need to bring it down a notch and just work with that. Again, that comes through experience and, and just going through the process. And, um, and being okay with not being able to deliver to that level, you still giving it, you still know you're giving it your best shot. Yeah. Yeah. You still know that you're giving it your best shot because yeah, that best shot is just recalibrated a little bit. It's less, it's lower than it was the previous day, for example, but it's still your best. So that's all that matters.
0: And I think just on that as well, it's like, if you are feeling overly stressed and you have got an intense workout plan. Uh, planned I think it is okay to change it up and know that it's okay to take that training program down or to go and do something that maybe brings you more into your body like yoga or pilates or functional animal flow or something that isn't quite as intense um it's okay to go off plan off piste and and change it up because actually you'll probably find that if you are agitated and feeling really stressed like you say doing an intense workout is going to push you over the edge and actually mm-hmm. if you just rule it back a little bit or even just going for a walk in nature or whatever it is that you're able to do even though it might not be the training plan that you had prepared or you were thinking about doing know that it's okay to do that and actually your body and your mind will probably thank you more for that so mm-hmm. exactly. um i think it's okay to to, to go off plan. And I, like I said, like the brain is a predicting machine and, and we rely on that. Oh, I'm going to do this and know that you can change that and it's fine. And, and, and you will probably be better. And then you can train more intensely the next time Mm -hmm. that you train. So yeah, listen to your body, your stress levels and -hmm. decide what's best from there. I think.
1: Yeah. It's, um, and all of it comes from um uh, like yeah just kind of getting educated on it as well because you don't necessarily yeah because uh, it's an interesting thing about like you know listening to your body it's like for a lot of people it's like listen to what though like what, yeah, cues what am do you want me to for? listen to? yeah, yeah what am are listening for so um so this is why you know just get educated on it as much as you can is like well this is what stress is this is what good stress is what bad stress is this is um This is like okay, if you're struggling with like aches and pains and stuff like that, well, that's something to listen to. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't just drive through. All those different kinds of things. There's 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 so many different cues, and it's just building up your interoception, um, i.e., your awareness of your internal environment in your body, is is so crucial to understanding what's going to be best for you on any given day. So, yeah, just um, start to pay attention, start to become aware, but also anything you'd notice just like start getting educated on it as well.
0: Definitely. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there was, uh, cheerleading was something yes. you just yeah. you, you brought up and I want to know what you mean by that.
0: So I guess it's just being positive towards other people, like cheerleading them. Um, and it was something I noticed with my little boy and with many other people as well. But it's like I'm I'm very, very hot on telling him that I'm proud of him and that when he's doing a good job and I explain why, it's not just I'm proud of you, nothing else. It's like I explain why I'm proud of him, because I think that's an important thing to do. And, and I try and do it fairly regularly or... Um, try and create positive moments within our week and I see in him when I say something positive around whatever it is at first he's like really and then yeah. <laughs> secondly you can see him start to to almost like take up space and and yeah. and open out and and his little face calms as I, I said it's almost like he gets this calm, aroused state, which is where we want to be in life as human beings. And, um, and it's like you can see serotonin flooding his brain or oh. oxytocin or whatever it is that you want, you want to say, the neurochemicals. And, and it's beautiful to see. And I think you can see it more in, in children and young adults than you can in adults. But I've noticed that it happens a lot. People just do better when you're, when you're giving them positive feedback. So in my sessions... I'm I'm always very, very clear about how, or very, very um I, I will cheerlead and say what you did there was amazing and look at that. Look, you you've done it and, and it almost spurs them on to do more and to do better. Mm. And I guess I I I have I am a natural cheerleader in life and and I always like to 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 give people positive feedback and to compliment them in whatever way. And I guess one of the things I was thinking about is like when people don't compliment or, they, or they, they don't necessarily give you anything back um, and why that is and, and where does that come from, but also just how important it is to give or to be a cheerleader, to give compliments, not because you can just dole them out willy-nilly, but because actually people need that. I don't care whether you're a child or an adult, people need that like you can make someone's day you can make or break someone's day um, by giving them something and it, it 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 takes nothing from you to tell someone that's amazing or you did that really well or I think you look great in that outfit or whatever it is and and you might just make someone feel better when they were feeling really really bad about themselves and so I think that's what I'm getting at that being a natural cheerleader and and knowing how it feels when, you know, you aren't you aren't seen or or aren't heard, it, it I don't know, it just it I think it's a really important thing to be able to do and to be able to give other people. Mm-hmm. And show, tell me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, like encouragement. It's um,
0: encouragement.
1: It's uh, yeah, it's big. You just realise that you know there's not a lot of it, and
0: no, people there struggle. really isn't.
1: People struggle to encourage themselves. I think. Um, the yes. kind of like most people i know at least maybe it's just because of you know the uh um you know you attract a certain kind of person to hang out with but i'd say most people i know are kind of like like self-critical um mm-hmm. more more than they are the other way and um i know i've certainly like kind of done that to myself as well i've just been like super hypercritical of choices that i've made or whatever And, um, but yeah, getting that encouragement is, uh, is so important to taking things to the next level, you know, it's, it's, and you've done it perfectly as well. You've grounded it in something real. You're not just Mm -hmm. saying to him, oh, I'm so proud of you. And it's like, no, there's, there's a reason for it as well, because I think, um, yeah, you can't just be, you can't just be proud for the sake of being proud. You there's the because uh, it's just it's also sends out the wrong message, you know. It's,
0: it's like uh, an empty and, compliment. It doesn't really do anything yeah. when you're just there. I'm so proud of you. It's mm. it's give it substance. It's, I think.
1: Yeah, because it's like uh, well, it's like okay, well, why? And if you're just proud of just just being proud of for like the, you know whatever it is, um, then. It's the idea that you. you, I'm trying to get more specific, so you can be proud of someone, and uh, we like you know without their like being clear, it's not being exactly clear why why that is, and it can make someone feel good, but then it's um, because it's not grounded in anything where there's like a reason for it is it almost feels like you know it's kind of you can get entitled to the pride yes
0: um, i understand um,
1: mm, okay good good i'm glad you understand because you're understanding better than what i'm trying to say better than i'm understanding it right now <laughs> but, <laughs> keep going
0: uh, keep going you'll uh, get there i have other stuff yeah, to say yeah. but keep going
1: yeah there's it um it's yeah so there's the encouragement but it's like you can't just encourage for the sake of encouraging, it's got to be towards a, a good aim, because I mean, if you're encouraging and if you're proud of someone, that person could be a dickhead and they could be doing some awful stuff, and you know, like, and you're like, yeah, I'm proud of you. So, what are you? What Why? are you actually saying? Yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. are you actually proud of there? Um, so that essentially creates a false sense of like value to you know, to someone, and it's like, okay, well i'm doing these things and regardless of what i do uh, that person's going to be proud of me so i can just screw around mess around and i can uh, be a bit of an idiot and it doesn't matter because this person's going to be proud of me and they'll always have my back because they're always proud of me mm. and i think that's what i'm getting at it's like no that's that's bullshit. because yeah. um, obviously what kind of behavior does that lead to and it doesn't lead to lead to anything positive um no so it's kind of uh it's like encouraging but you know here's the right reasons for it and that's why because i actually like um you know recently there was there's an interview done with jordan peterson Mm. and there's a there's a nice little snippet of it about um you know being disappointed with people and because that's something where you know it can be can be hard on you as the individual who's disappointed in someone else because you're like how do I convey that to them that I'm disappointed in that person because you don't want to ultimately you don't really want to hurt that person's feelings but then if you don't do that that person doesn't know when they've screwed up if they have screwed up number one so you can figure that out or if you've taken things too personally which is um you know there's an argument for that it's like you should yeah. never take things personally but there's also calling out somebody's um bad behavior essentially so that's why sort of shouldn't
0: you take things too personally why shouldn't you ever take things personally well there's that.
1: yeah well there's no idea that um whatever somebody says is their perception of reality right and we've touched yeah. on this before yeah where a reality like we will never be in touch with reality um like completely objectively it's always yeah. we've always got our own uh our own um idea of what reality is uh our own social construct of of what reality is and um you know it's like yeah it's just a it's, it's a it's a bit of a distortion of what reality is and yeah. so um so when somebody else says something to you and you in a way is like don't ever take it personally if some if somebody says something that is true yeah it's interesting because it's like if somebody ever says something about you that's true about you as well and it's negative it's actually it's a fucking hell of a skill to be able to not take it personally because the idea is you view yourself as an entity that can change based on information that is being presented to you rather than being completely attached to who you are to the point where it's it's painful to receive that kind of um information or excessively painful it's always going to be painful it's, it's but th- but this is the point is like you can eradicate that pain by not mm. taking anything to uh, anything personally again this isn't saying that this is easy to do it's an extremely difficult thing to do because essentially that's like you know that's possibly a form of enlightenment basically is to never take anything personally I, I understand
0: personally
1: what you're saying just, though yeah yeah so um so where does that go back yeah so uh, when it comes to disappointment as well is you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings by telling them that you're disappointed in them and uh but you've got to be able to have that conversation otherwise if it is you know disappointment not because you've perceived your own perception is off but because that person has actually done something bad and you've got to figure that out between the two Mm. of you which way around it is you have to be able to do that and um because you don't you can't elevate yourself if uh, you're not being honest in that in that sense so there's um and on a professional level there's something for us where we want to be encouragers and we want to be cheerleaders for our for our clients um but also it makes me think you know there's an appropriate there's a time and a place to be disappointed in them and actually Mm. let them know is um yeah, yeah, I can see how that makes you feel good. Ooh, I don't no, know if I, I want to that conversation. No, I do. No,
0: no, it's it's really important, but it's it's all about language, then, isn't it? Exactly. And how exactly. you relay how you that can. disappointment.
1: Yeah, you and, can't just be. Think, you can't just go out there and be like, uh, "Well, you know, you you fucked up," and I'm disappointed in that. It's uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a smart way of doing it. There's a, there's a way yes. of doing it where you can figure out where to how to improve like together you know so it's just um it's letting them know because the reason for that disappointment is not because of how it makes you feel it's because you know that that person is capable of more you know you know that person is capable of better and that's where the disappointment comes in and so i know like i know i know what i know people are capable of better you know they 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 have that capacity within them and so again it's nuance like a lot of what we've talked about today is nuance and it always will be because if you know there's you've got to encourage through the mistakes as well so whatever mistakes this yeah. individual is making you've got to encourage through it and um, because a lot of the adaptations that people are going to make through a coaching program will result in a lot of mistakes because it's um it's a new thing or it, it, it's it's a new thing that you've got to try and take on and you're trying to make your own and trying to live a better life with that. But by living trying to live a better life with it, you are um you're doing things that are new. When you're doing things that are new you're gonna fumble your way through them. So that's that's fine. It's like it's recognizing that, but then there's recognizing where somebody is actually making like judgmental errors, for example, and not acting in alignment with the goal that they have, and doing that perennially, and then that's when you can be like, okay, well,
0: have that conversation. Here's, yeah, yeah, here's
1: a more here's is another uh, level of that conversation. So if somebody makes a mistake, it's like, okay, great. What have we learn from it? Great. Mm. What have we learn from it? Let's keep going. But if that learning isn't happening, then it's kind of like, okay, well, I got to show you. I got to I got to be honest with you and be like. I know you're capable of better, and why isn't it? Um, why isn't it working out for you? So there's a point where it comes from, and it's you know it's coming from the heart again. It's coming from a good yeah. place because you it's, expect more from yeah. the individual. But um, but yeah. So again, it's nuance. It's like figuring out when when to have that. So with encouragement, it's super important, and it's I think the way you described it is relevant uh, or is rather is the best way to do it because you're grounding in something real. You're grounding in that person's behavior rather than who they are. That's, I think that's a key thing because you can say to someone, you are good, you are great, or Mm -hmm. you are bad, or you are shit, or you're a terrible, you're terrible this, or you're annoying that, or no, you are wonderful. Just you, you, you saying them that is that they are as is. Yeah. Um, but actually that's not helpful because then if that's the identity, then you're like, okay, well, I can't do anything. That makes me not wonderful. Or if you're on mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum, if you're terrible, um, you told somebody that they're terrible. You're like, okay, well, whatever I do is useless. But no, it's like, no, you specify why that. What, yeah. yeah, and it's about the behavior. It's like, you know, if your son does something nice for you, is like, you don't say you're a good boy. You say, hey, what you did was really yeah. thoughtful. You that's give it exactly all the adjectives. It. Yeah, Yeah, it's like thoughtful, caring, encouraging, all those different words. Good boy
0: means nothing, you know, it's it's, it's a useless phrase, whereas when you actually attach everything that you've just said onto it, but also that then fires up aspects in their brain and they then get more developmental language to then be able Mm. to understand their emotions and their concepts, which then helps their world and their reality as well. Whereas if you're like, oh, good boy, they get Mm. nothing. Whereas if you're like, you were so caring by getting me a glass of water, that was lovely, thank you so much. Or whatever it is that, that they mm-hmm. do, yeah. that then opens up their emotional world and their mm-hmm. emotional landscape, which then makes them better in their world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, or something... or while they, rec- they recognise the behaviours which are yeah. associated with yeah. being better, right? Rather yeah. than, I am just better, is like, that's, yeah. Uh, what's the word? Oh, it's um vague it's Mm. um yeah it's it's vague um but if you associate with something and then that, um but it's because every ultimately it's your behaviors that make you who you are you aren't good if um just be just just because you're good um if you've developed level these these kind of habits and behaviors which um which bring good to you and bring good to others. So mm. I think, yeah, I think that's really key. So that's where like encouragement has to be grounded in the, um, the behavior. And similarly, on the other end of the spectrum, if you're disappointed, like, it's about that. It's about the behavior because you expect, you expect more from someone and, um, and you're doing them a favor by expressing that disappointment.
0: Yeah, I think that's really important as well because it also shows your investment in example your clients if you weren't having those conversations Mm. in you know with useful language about why you're disappointed it almost it's almost showing that you don't care right Mm. whereas if you're I guess upset because they didn't achieve something and you want to look at it and you're trying to resolve why they haven't quite achieved that goal at that time then it shows your dedication and Mm -hmm. your investment in them as well I think And that can only be a good thing. Yes, it's uncomfortable to hear hear, uh, negative things about you. And believe me, as someone who is uh, a real perfectionist, when when you do get criticism, it is hard. But also, my God, it's important to get that criticism. Mm -hmm. And I welcome it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable in my body. And I don't like those sensations. But actually, when you look at those sensations in your body, it's almost it's kind of enlightening as well. Yeah. If you can access those uncomfortable sensations and learn from them, it's it's helping you to grow. If you're in if you remain in a kind of comfortable, steady state environment where you don't feel any any discomfort or any agitation within your body, I, I don't know. I feel like you need to go through it to grow as a person, yeah. um, to become more conscious, to be to be more. In the present moment, so I think I think mm. criticism time and place is incredibly important mm. um, I think there's also a place where if you've been criticized all the time that's not particularly good for your physical or mental exactly. health or emotional health either yep. but time and place you know yeah. Um,
1: yeah yeah well on that note of constant criticism is there's um, some fascinating um, research on like verbal abuse and how if you've taken like as as a kid especially if you've taken verbal abuse um like often its um the effects of it are on a par with um sexual abuse and worse Huge. than physical abuse Huge. yeah is Huge. so yeah and then like so one of the and the consequences of that are, like mood disorders is like major depression anxiety and nervousness yeah. all those different kinds of things there's that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the theories on it so is that it can cause that the other one is okay well there was there a mood disorder already existed which and when you do have mood disorders you pay or you pay more attention or your perception is that more negative language and negative uh, words yeah negative language was used against you but uh, so that's still to be figured out. However, there is that, there, there is that. Show it is shown that you know verbal abuse can be that powerful. Yeah. So the the criticism has got to be grounded in yeah. It's got to be constructive. Number one. Um, so
0: important.
1: But um, but yeah, it makes me think of how um, okay. Well, if verbal abuse is that powerful, where it can shape our uh, sh- shape our world experience to the extent that it can make us depressed or anxious or nervous, which, you know, which we know it does because at the end of the day we have language, um, well, the language networks in the brain are the same networks, uh, are involved in the same networks which uh, produce feeling and affect different organs in the body. So there's that overlap there. and, uh, and, And since, you know, the nervous system is governing what's happening in, in your, in your body, when you're picking up on certain language, it's going to change your experience of, of the world. So then, yeah, it makes me think of how, you know, you, you are the one person who is with you the most, you know, out of everyone else. And um, speaking of those, like, you know, self-critical uh, people earlier, it's like, um, so you could be throwing yourself, like, you know, 30, 30 bits of abuse every single day without really noticing it because it's you it's your own unconscious yeah yeah and um and that is going to have a negative impact on you and on your body budget which is a great phrase brought in by um that neuroscientist lisa Feldman barrett and uh, your body budget is basically geared towards keeping you surviving and thriving and uh you know keeping your heart rate going and lungs breathe in and your brain thinking and emotions functioning and everything and so when you take away from your budget with excess like stress and say abuse then you're yeah you're reducing your what's available to you you know you can become in a deficit and um, so, yeah, so when it comes to your own self, it's like you can be verbally abusing yourself. Um, you can't be telling yourself, you know, you're shit, you're useless, that was, work, that was dumb, why'd you do this, that was a stupid thing to do. And it's so changing you, the language that you use with yourself is going to change how you... Um, Uh, the change your outcomes and change how you feel about yourself and ultimately it's not just about the outcomes it's about the process of how you got to those outcomes as well because you know if you're if you're constantly negative to yourself then that journey to the outcome is not like it's not great it's pretty it's pretty horrible versus uh, if you're more positive and caring towards yourself that's going to be a more enjoyable journey towards your outcome as well so there's um there's a lot of uh there's a lot to be said and a lot to be done when it comes to individuals' self-talk and knowing what we know now about how language affects our emotions, our feelings, um, then we want to, yeah, we want to turn that in our favour as much as we can.
0: Definitely. Um, I hope this is relevant, what I'm going to say, to, to what you've been talking about. But hmm. I, something that I read yesterday about... Obviously having unconscious thoughts and often we're not really aware of negative back chat that we have in our mind. Often we we kind of function on this unconscious level quite a lot of the day. And I actually think from reading, I think we are actually only or we only have conscious thoughts about five percent of the time, and the rest of the time we are functioning on on, on the unconscious, on on unconscious right. thoughts. So more often than not, we're not really listening to that that inner dialogue that inner language mm. and so I think if someone's listening to this and they're like how do I become more positive I have that I have that kind of negative inner speak how do I make it more positive I think something that I read yesterday that was really really interesting and really important is is being able to become more present in your day and Actually, if you can just for maybe two minutes a day, just bring yourself into the present moment by whatever it is you're doing. Let's give an example of washing the dishes. Actually, look down at what you're doing. Feel the water on your hands um, and actually bring yourself into conscious thought. Then that can have a really big effect on how you then approach unconscious thoughts and that negative speak. And you can make it more positive because. I think and I'm very much part of this that I don't really realize that negative in a dialogue I'm this I'm that whereas if you can just start to become or notice and become more present I think that can then help you to notice when you are maybe doing more unconscious negative talk and then I also think doing things like practicing gratitude and and then that brings you into the present moment as well and and makes you focus on more positive things what was positive about today what what happened today that was good how do you feel um give me one thing that that was good in your day give a positive thought going off into sleep I think that then can help us to become better at identifying when we are having those negative thoughts and to bring us more into okay how can I make this more positive because it's not easy to change those thoughts if you've got core beliefs focused around those negative thoughts I'm not good enough I did that really badly I'm so shit why am I so shit doing that then it's quite hard to change so it's little steps bringing us more into that conscious moment practicing things like gratitude and hopefully that can help change and and bring us more into I don't know being more positive or having a more positive outlook mindset
1: 100 percent that is a perfect spot to leave it okay <laughs> yeah that's a, that a good little end because that is what it takes yeah that yeah. is what it takes is um introduce that thought intercept the thought patterning that you already have with the yes. level of awareness and the level of uh 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 yeah, level of awareness and then the new thought that you want to supplant and keep doing that and it's like putting the reps in like it's like putting the reps in in the gym you put the reps in on that and then you change the way you think about yourself and you change yeah. the way you view the world and you essentially become yeah you will be easier to become a better version of yourself and to achieve the things that you want to achieve because you have a better relationship with yourself
0: yeah
1: i agree bam good stuff jude thank you for your insights oh, this week thank you We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, again, give us your thoughts. Get in touch with us over Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive. Start following the show there. Subscribe to the show on YouTube and on the podcast listening app of your choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, um, uh, Pocket Cast, uh, Podcast Addict, you name it, we're there. Look us up. And um, yeah, subscribe and share with friends because feel like there's a lot of valuable things are uh, being discussed here to help people open up their points of uh, points of view and uh, and get something valuable out of the conversation so thank you very much and we'll catch you next time